Are you a fan of our podcast? If so, make sure you're following us on all of our social media channels. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter by searching Trans2 Performance. By following us, you'll have access to exclusive content, special announcements, and more. Join the T2 community today. And welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Benice Cassidy. With me, James Cooper. And with me, Spencer Locker. Hello. Hello. And uh, we're tag team today, aren't we? Is, is it tag team two or three? Oh, I don't know. Triple threat match. Triple threat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. And uh, there's a reason for it as well, because we're sure. doing something a little bit different uh, today. Yeah. Um, so our listeners um, will know that often with our podcasts, we like to um, focus on particular topics. Um, with the work that we do at T2, being the people performance people, uh, we often do get feedback from clients, partners, people that we do work with. Subscribers. Subscribers. Subscribers to the podcast. If you're not subscribing. My new favourite people. Yes. My new favourite people. <laughs> Subscribers to the podcast. Love you. <laughs> There's that hint as well to subscribe if you've not. Hey, I'm not, I'm not one for selling. I'm not one for selling, but, but yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're selling. <laughs> and so if someone isn't yet a subscriber to the T2 Hubcast, um, or they've never heard of T2 before, who are we? Start off with that quick. Are you, for me? Yeah, both. For me? Who are yeah, T2? I, well, I think now Stratline, the people, performance people, yes. covers everything. So we talk, uh, we, we work in um, we work in teams, we high-performing teams, optimal-performing teams, uh, we work across um, we work across public sector, private sector, elite sports. We work with the military. We work with everybody. Mm. Um, if anybody uh, wants to uh, develop themselves as an individual or develop their team, we should be top of their speed dial list. Definitely. And I think the reason why we can work with a complete range of businesses, individuals and organisations is because fundamentally everything that we do is around human beings and understanding the psychology behind performance as well. Sure. And the thing that influ- influences out us going forward, and it, I suppose it sort of influences every day, is um, because we can cross-pollinate between public sector, private sector, elite sports and military, uh, we can drop experiences that we know into a situation, like we worked with NHS, we work with the NHS and when we're working with the private sector company, I will say, well, people in the NHS have tried this and they're like, Really? Yeah. Oh, we don't know about that. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody benefits from this cross-pollination of, of sectors. Yes, definitely. So, um, as just saying there a, a moment ago, um, we often get feedback from people that we work with around some positive changes that they've made, developments that they've um, made to kind of overall performance or whatever that um, challenge potentially was. Really important that we are able to, um, I think, have an opportunity to talk about a real challenge or problem, issue, whatever you want to call it. Um, And that's what we're going to do today for this podcast. So what I've got here is um, just a particular challenge. It has been, it's all anonymous um, as well. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to read through this particular problem. And what I would love is uh, an opportunity for us to have a bit of a discussion and perhaps share some advice or top tips on how we can deal with this. So this is a little bit of a Dear Bernice thing. No, dear T2. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So let's jump into this. Dear T2, I've had some discussions recently about developing more comfort and confidence in my communication. My role requires me to regularly present to the execs. My content's solid. I'm a great writer and a great speaker when I know my stuff. And not to brag, but I'm a consistent top performer. Because of this, my manager's now given me more responsibility and more exposure. I've received feedback that I need to be conscious of my tone and energy and not let my body language show how I'm truly feeling. When the stakes are high, when presenting to the execs or in a situation where we're having a critical conversation, I often feel completely overwhelmed or nervous and it shows in my tone and body language. My manager is putting me into more of these high pressure situations and I need to get over it as it's now getting in the way. I read recently that human beings communicate more through body language than tone or words. Is this true? And do you have any tips on how I can better manage all of this? P.S. 
I work remotely, so any conversations or interactions that I do have are all online. Now, I think this is more of a, this happens more regularly than we think, you know. I think there's a lot of people out there that might be listening to the to the podcast and might be going, you know what? Yeah, same thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that especially when going for like a job interview is quite a good example of it as well. Yeah. Where people are going to these different situations, going to people that they've never met before or people that they may be holding high regard and actually having that conversation going, well, am I coming across in the right way? Mm-hmm. What can I do differently? How can I then do that? Now, if you think about that from just context, and you see, my initial thoughts are, how many times do you go for a job interview mm-hmm. throughout your full life? Throughout your full professional career, how many times do you go for an actual job interview? Now, I'm not talking about the job that you don't necessarily want. I'm talking about the job you really, really want. Mm-hmm. So from a personal point of view, where do you then sit? When the stress is high and you've got, a little bit of control on that environment, but understanding that you've got high levels of stress, it means something to you. Mm. And from this example, again, we don't know who, who sent it in, but from anybody that we we work with on a daily basis or with ever, whichever companies we, we are working with, from all the different sectors, like Spencer, Spencer mentioned, there'll be different examples from each one of them. And um, so this just isn't on this example alone. This might be on a number of other different leaks that other people can make, but... Mm. Again, how many times do we get in these situations and people sort of crumble a little bit? It sounds as though as well. So this is something that um, at the moment, so they've recently been having to present to um, more senior leaders um, in the business, wider stakeholders. Um, But we know that they're a top performer. And because of that, it's now getting to a stage where they've got more responsibility, more exposure. So they're going to be doing this much more than they currently are. Um, so it is it's good that they are able to recognize, actually, this is getting in the way now and I need to get over it. With your thoughts, Spence? Um, well, I, I, I concur with both both what you say. You know, I really do. I think um, I, I, also, I also think that um, we've got to factor in a couple of other elements. I think we've got to understand that we've all, we're all different. And some people will be listening to this going, it's not a problem for me. Yeah. Why, why is it a problem for you? And it's how, that lack of understanding and potentially lack of empathy mm-hmm. um, that actually we are all different. We've got different unconscious motivators, we've got a different sense of purpose, and it affects people in different in different ways. Uh, this particular person has already said that they're good at presenting. Yeah. Yeah, they've had feedback on saying that, and uh, they've said that they know the stuff, and, and that's great. Um, but actually, we're, we're now, the audience is changing. The medium's changing because now we're talking about live in a room, mm. talk about online. Yeah. So I think these are all things that need to be taken into account. So if we think about what's going on here for this particular um, person, so um, it's you're exactly that, Spence. So they're now in a slightly different audience. It's perhaps a slightly different context. So they're feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling nervous, anxious, and it's showing in their body language and tone of voice. So why does that happen? Why is it that... It comes across through our body language and tone. How does that happen? Well, for my money, um, it is the uh, we're starting to get into a threat state situation potentially. Mm-hmm. So we're more focused on the consequences of failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really important, as James said. There, the emotions are high, so it's really so. So when we start thinking about um, sometimes when when we're not that bothered about the consequences, we just let it fly, don't we? We lay it all down on the page to hell with the consequences and just go out there and, and we knock it out of the park. Now, when the consequences are a little bit different, actually, there's um, there's there's the future to consider. Um, it's very important for me to perform, not only for me, but for my boss as well, because it certainly sounds like the boss has got your back here. Definitely. They're pushing you and, and, and actively promoting you and sort of seeing something in you that's worth exploiting. So, yeah, okay, so... So, okay, I don't want to let myself down. Don't want to let the bosses down. And so so there's a little perception thing there, but maybe we'll come back to that. Mm. But now we'll start thinking about the simplicity of the chimp. Our That that chimp in our brain is, is perceiving a threat. And that is going to send us into fight or flight mode. And when we're in fight or flight mode, our body chemistry changes, our brain chemistry changes. So we aren't feeling ourselves because mm. now we're preparing to either... 
we're going to exert ourselves one way or another. We're either going to fight or run away. Yeah. So um, but the, the way our body works changes. So salivatory glands stop working. We stop feeling hunger. Uh, certain organs in our body will either slow down or stop to allow the blood to go to our major muscle groups to allow us to either fight or run away. Mm. So we're not feeling ourselves straight away. Mm. Yeah. And we also got to start thinking about when we feel threatened, we respond to that, don't we? Yes. And everybody knows we've got that. We've all got a special chimp story, haven't we? We've all got a story about when we're being chimpy, <laughs> but but it's not necessarily to the extreme. When we start thinking about how we interact with the people we love the most, so it might be parents, it might be partners, and things like that. Sometimes when they turn around to us and say, oh, "I noticed, um, uh, I noticed the um, the washing up didn't get done. The washing up fairy didn't turn up." Or I noticed this, and, and straight away you go, mm. <laughs> and what's your first reaction? Well, I'm going to turn around and tell you what you've done wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah? So it's that defense, it's that, that flight into it. So if this person is feeling threatened, they're feeling uncomfortable, they're going into fight or flight, well, it might be, that's definitely affecting their physiology, um, but it's also affecting the way that they in, interact. Yeah. So, yeah, what are your thoughts? Your thoughts, Jim? Yeah, I think, I think some people, and if you like, myself where your facial fireworks Tracy explains it as mm. um, having facial leakage leakage fireworks <laughs> whatever you want to call it if you know that I'm annoyed or you've said something that's potentially annoyed me yeah you can see it closed it yeah it's there for everybody to see now when I when we've worked with people and they've, they've been clearly quite Hold on a minute, I'm a little bit warm here. I'm getting a bit, little bit warm. But actually, to the point, the, the people that stand up and just walk straight into these brand new scenarios, they can present themselves really, really well and they come across really, really well. Now, my question is, is it a coincidence? Mm. My argument would be, not a chance. Yeah. Is it a coincidence? Yeah. It doesn't just happen. And the likelihood as well that although that person may appear to be confident and they have yeah. good control over their tone, their pace, their, their energy and body language, internally, they could be feeling so nervous and overwhelmed and under pressure. But actually what's going on there is that what you see from them is that there's high levels of confidence, but actually internally it's quite low. Yeah. Um, and then whereas for other people, it might be the complete other way around. So for example, for this particular example, sorry, it sounds as though they definitely have confidence within their self and their abilities, but when they do get that slight feeling of fear, overwhelm being overwhelmed, nervousness, anxiousness, it shows. So again, for some people, it shows up in different ways, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and we can look at that in a number of different ways for the extreme, the extreme end, Imposter syndrome, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but but actually cycling it back a little bit. And again, we're, 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 we've got a limited amount of information here. We've only got this person's perspective. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that because this is how they see it and this is a problem that they want to solve. Um, but we're not making assumptions, though. No, we're not making assumptions at all. Or we try not to make assumptions anyway. Yeah. But um, cycling it back, it's understanding what is causing the, that anxiety. What, yes. is, what is it that... What is it about my perception or the situation or my perception of the situation that is causing me anxiety? Because when I'm face to face, when I'm working with my peers or people below me, not a problem. Yeah. Um, so what's changed? Mm -hmm. I mean, we know what's changed. Yeah. But but when we start looking at the anxiety thing, we've got to understand what's causing that anxiety mm. because that's the thing. That person needs to understand what's causing that anxiety because by identifying how they're presenting, like a doctor, mm. when a doctor's doing a diagnosis, you look at the patient and how the patient presents. So you look at the symptoms, don't you? So is this person needs to look at the symptoms, right? What, what is it that's making me freak out? Yeah. What is it that's pushing my buttons and grinding my gears? How am I presenting to myself? That's the sort of the starting point, right? So this is a problem or this is something that I perceive is, is wrong or different or threatening or whatever. When I identify what that is, now I can treat it. Mm -hmm. So okay. So I think so I think that the, the last bit you just mentioned there about treatment. My my interesting thought would be then what tools can we provide for people or what what guidance would we be able to offer from a T2 point of view for these for especially this example here, but for the wider audience as well. So people that are maybe struggling with those things. So I think personally, let's get into some detail of 
what we can give these people, how we can help them. I think that's why we're here, mate. Perfect. Brilliant. <laughs> so here we go. So I'll go first then. And, and obviously, initially reading the story and reading the example, I, the first thing that came into my head, and it's a really easy one to remember, it's reps, reps, reps. Reps, reps, reps. Now, I'm not specifically three. I'm not talking about gym sessions. I'm talking about putting yourself in the situation of you're going to deliver exactly what you're going to deliver in the exact way that you're going to deliver it. And you're going to give yourself the same amount of time that you're going to be given. And you're going to give yourself the best possible chance of delivering the message in the way that you want to. And it's a plan. Okay. So for everybody that's sort of thinking about these things, it's Give yourself as many opportunities as possible. No advice to that person there would be give yourself the chance, rehearse it in the mirror yeah, and in the car on the way home from work or whenever it is or whenever the opportunity to practice is. Give it, go through it mm -hmm. until it is right on the end of your tongue. It's there immediately and it's in a process that you now know very clearly gets you to the end line, yeah. which is showing up confidence, giving yourself the best opportunity for success, i.e. delivering, and then all of a sudden, You've done this 15, 20 yeah. times. And it's so you're absolutely fine with the information. Mm. You, and now it doesn't necessarily matter who's in front of you mm. because it's already there. And any question that comes and a contingency plan maybe needs to be formulated quite quick, the information's there for you to go right straight into, straight into your computer and go back mm. straight away. I was just going to say, um, add to that. So I think really important to remember that you're the expert. So there's a reason why you are the person presenting to the SLT, the ELT, because it's your project, whatever that situation is. So you're the expert. You know your stuff. Yeah. Um, and I really like those um, tips and ideas on sometimes even just rehearsing it. Talk it through. With this particular person, we know that they work remotely as well. Mm. So then, um, I would definitely recommend like recording a, yourself. Of recording yeah, yourself, yeah. speaking in front of the mirror if you need to. Even something as simple as I call it the pre-call check. So 15 minutes before you go on to join that meeting, yeah. have a little think about actually, is it that I want to um, talk it through aloud? If you're working remotely, I would make a guess that you're probably working from your home environment. So it's quite quiet and private space. There's nothing stopping you from standing up and talking through that presentation before you then jump in. And even thinking about that, people were going, all right, yeah, that makes, of course I'd rehearse it. Some people don't. Some people have the information there and go, uh, uh, yeah, and yeah, okay. When actually, and I'll use me as an example at T2, mm -hmm. if there's some new concept or new, new, new uh, information that we start presenting, then 100% the dog hears it, the missus hears it, everybody everybody gets hold of that information. <laughs> and it's just me to see how it lands, not necessarily what comes out of my mouth, but how it lands on somebody else's ear, mm. which goes into the radical candor stuff that we deliver at T2. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Elise, uh, and just two, two quick points on, on what you said there. Um, when you start talking about practicing and mm. um, uh, rehearsing, uh, it's a little bit like, Firstly, point one, it's a little bit like revising for an exam. The thing is, people tend to revise what they already know because it's starting free. Uh, Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets serotonin and yeah. dopamine flowing in the brain. I know this. So, you, yeah, I know this, I know this, I know this. So when you get to the trouble stuff, when your cortisol starts flowing through your brain, you're like, uh, uh, not sure. Well, revert back to what I know. Yeah. So, so the stuff you know... You can see it was so, sometimes when you sign a presentation, you can see somebody just slide into flow and you go, they know this bit. And then they'll come across something that they don't know and it'll be, but, 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 and it'll be a little bit lumpy, a little bit sort of, yeah. The other thing I was going to say, the second thing, you call it reps, reps, reps. I've got no problem with that. I like it actually. It's a little bit sexy. However, it reminds me, it reminds me of uh, the six Ps or the five Ps, depending on where you work. Okay. Five Ps. Okay. Prior preparation, promise, poor performance. Yeah. Yeah. My dad uses a couple of swear words in there. That's the secret. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so exactly. It depends where you're going to be. But this is a family show. Family so, show. Yeah. Keep, keep it PC. Yeah. But yeah, that but prior preparation, as you said there, the reps, 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 get the uh, rehearsals in, great stuff. Yeah. What's stopping you turning around to your boss and saying, have you got any tips for me? Because yeah. your top's the, the boss yeah, is the nice. one that's giving you feedback. 
The boss is the one that's feed, that's pushing you forward. So it might be a case of, are there any salient points you want me to hit? Have you got any tips? Is there anything that you think that I could do better or, or I could do differently? Because your boss might be the one who goes, you know what that thing you do? What? This. Right. Have you thought about doing this? Oh, no, I haven't. There we go. Actually, I think I think just to sort of give the the reps 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 a little bit more meat to the bone, if you like, it was what other thoughts, what are your initial thoughts of when you're going into these these situations where you're online, you're delivering to senior execs or whoever. This could be applied to any single scenario when we're talking about interpersonal communication or relationships. But can you solicit some feedback beforehand? Can I run through it with you, mm-hmm. somebody that could? give you a little bit of advice or give you a little bit of a helping hand. Is it some of the adaptions that you might be able to make? So little tweaks. I don't like the word change, Spence. I like the word tweak. So that then it's just tightening a couple of bolts here and there. We're not trying to reinvent a full wheel. Mm. All we're doing is trying to tighten up a couple of bolts so that then it moves a little bit smoother. Like like marginal gains theory. You could do. <laughs> marginal gains. Marginal gains and have it, yeah. Little little wins, right? Um and then actually seeing what works and what doesn't. So that point of review process, when you have given your chance, you've had a rep and you've ever recorded and you look, look back and go, that bit's good. That bit could do with a little bit more like like tweaking. Mm-hmm. Like that. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's that's me. Reps, reps, reps for me. Mm-hmm. So I suppose so far then we've had a, a bit of a discussion around understanding what's going on in the brain. So when that's happening, um, because of um, evolution, because of our chimp, uh, the the limbic system, the part of the brain that's responsible for all of your emotions and feelings, and the chimp wants to win as well, doesn't it? Um, so when certain things are going wrong, or if you feel as though you're lacking in a little bit of confidence, that's where that feeling of nervousness and being overwhelmed or anxiety is coming from. As human beings, because of that, we do express ourselves um, or we express our emotions more through body language, tone of voice, pace, and all of those things more than the words that we use. So really important to get that Get the reps in. Yeah. Um, some some good advice there. Get the reps in. But as Spencer said, really important that we also think about what is it that I can't rehearse and plan for? Because it does sound as though that's a little bit what's going on here. They even state in there that my content's solid. Um, I know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's when I think by the sounds of it, when they're being questioned or simply just being in that slightly different audience where um, it's a challenge and, and a problem. So we need to think about the the confidence issue, but how do we plan for the things that we cannot see? Oh, go on then. Well, that was a question uh, to you guys. I'm curious. All right. (laughs) So we can get our reps in for the stuff that we know that we're talking about. But if someone in that ELT turns around and asks us a question. So we're looking at share balls here, are we? Yeah. So can I I just use a little bit of a, a thing that I've recognized, I've seen, I've observed in some of the fire and rescue um, services mm-hmm. that, that we work with. So when you start thinking about firefighters, yeah. uh, when we start thinking about them, we start thinking about people who, who usually, we usually encounter these people, uh, if we're not working with them professionally, it's usually the worst day of our lives. Yeah, whether it's firefighters, fire and rescue, ambulance, police, emergency services generally. However, um, one of the things that the fire and rescue guys do, uh, people do, sorry, is um, they when they're not actually turning the kit around or actually out of an emergency uh, situation on the fire ground or, or in fire, um, what they do is they drill, they practice, yeah, mm. uh, and they practice and they practice. They might be using bits of kit. It could be a particular situation. It might be ropes or ladders or whatever it is. But they are constantly drilling constantly drilling and that is in preparation for their what they can anticipate and the thing is if when you talk to um, anybody in the emergency services and you say well what is uh, what uh, tell me about these emergency situations you find yourself in and they'll turn around go well i can't because they're all different but there will be elements of those situations that are similar that's where the drilling comes in so when you drill 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 till it's almost second nature yes You've got to be there. You've got to be present. You've got to be in flow. But the thing is, if you do that, then that gives you more bandwidth to start thinking about the stuff that you you can't anticipate, Mm. right? 
So reps, reps, reps is giving you that capacity to be able to go, right, you know what, this thing that I've practiced, yeah, that's great. But because I don't really need to think about that because I've practiced it so much, yes, I have to be present, but I don't think need to think about that. Now what I can do is I can start considering the stuff that I couldn't anticipate. Mm. Now, where that where that's concerned, I want to start thinking about this person's perceptions of other people's intentions. Ooh. Okay. Why is it that this person thinks that everybody's sat on the other end of that camera with their arms folded going, go on, mess up? Go on, mess up. Say something inaccurate. Stutter. Look, because I like you feeling uncomfortable. Do you think that would happen? Or do, is that what's going on in their brain? That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't want to make a statistic up, but I would say the vast majority, nobody sat there wanting you to fail, mm. wanting to, you to be inaccurate or embarrassed. Nobody wants that. Because when we start talking about ELT, when we're talking about C-suite people, we have to bear in mind that they are very much focused on the results and outcome. This is what we want to achieve. Challenge state language. This is what we want to achieve, and this is how we want to achieve it. It serves no purpose for you to fail. Because it gives no a reason you're in the room. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It gives me no pleasure. I don't want you to fail because I'm focused on what I want to achieve. You're in the room for a reason. Give us information, teach us some new, new skills, whatever it is. And that is gonna that's gonna serve me well to be able to achieve the outcomes that I want to achieve. So so we need to get past that perceptions of other people's intentions. We need to look at these people and go, you know what? They all pull the pants on one leg at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all human. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. And and I think that sometimes when that chimp's there, remember the chimp is five times faster and five times stronger. So we know what the five times faster is. We've got to understand that that five times stronger means that that chimp will take every bit of evidence it can and it will distort it to its own agenda. Yeah. They want you to fail. They want you to fail. You know, they're all, they're all C-suite executives and they want you to fail because they think, yeah, better than you. Mm. That's not true. No. That's the chimp talking. Mm -hmm. And when once we get that and we understand that, then actually it's like, oh, you know what? You've asked me here for a reason and I'm going to give you what you want. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Because... It sounds as though that person potentially is they're stuck in that. So when they are asked a certain question, their chimps kicking in and saying, mm -hmm. "You don't know the answer here. You don't know what you're talking about." And it is that's something that we do need to look into changing. Well, that could be based on their experience, by the way. If they've got, if they've yes. say, for example, they worked in a in a slightly different environment where they've been in front online, might just be online. The last online call they had was an absolute nightmare. It was horrendous. But because they didn't prepare because they were too busy anticipating that they were going to do being set up for failure. But actually, what can they control? The next T2 Leadership Retreat will take place on the 7th to the 9th of May, 2024. To book your place on the ultimate leadership development experience from the People Performance People, or for more information, please visit www.trans2performance.com. So speaking of what can you control, that's something that's really important. Um, so in any moment when you feel that the cortisol's flooding your brain, fear, anxiety, stress, nervousness, whatever it might be, it's really important that we're able to get back to what is it that I can control in this moment. Um, and so for those of our listeners or subscribers who um, know T2 quite well, you mm. will have heard of the ABC um, model uh, before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just a couple of times. <laughs> just a few times. <laughs> Um, so, ABC, what does it stand for? Acknowledge mm -hmm. or accept. I think, the, I think there's a little bit of a acknowledge or accept, which wants its best with you. Right, okay. Because, it, because sometimes I, I can acknowledge something, mm. but then I don't necessarily take it on board. I could go, yeah, that's over there. Mm. Or I can actually go, I'm in this situation. I'm accepting it. I'm right in it. Right, um, so that's 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 my little turn or turn on phrase there. Okay, and and uh, would bless, you accept bless that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest with you, I acknowledge that it's my problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's my acknowledgement that you know what nobody's going to come and make this go away. Okay. Nobody's going to come and do it for me. Yeah. Nobody's going to come and do it. It's down to me. Okay. I have to acknowledge okay. that. It's almost. But, uh, I'm accepting but it. I'm, it. But I fully, I 
fully accept that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's acknowledging um, the situation, the reality of the situation um, as well. So in this example, in this context, what is, what is that a, what are we acknowledging? That you are going to be on an online call. There is going to be certain people in the room that you know are of a certain level in the or within the hierarchy. Yeah. And you are going to need to deliver some information in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. And I have practiced that. Yep. Yeah. Put the reps in. We've got my reps. I'm the expert. I've received yeah. feedback. Yeah. And also as well, acknowledge that um, they've asked this question for a reason. There's a reason why they, they've asked this because they don't know and they're looking to you for answers. And again, you're the expert. You know what you're talking about. Mm. And sometimes just um, acknowledge that rush of feeling and emotion. Mm. So I'm sat on Zoom, Microsoft Teams. I've got all of these um, execs looking at me through the camera and I'm sat there. Um, I've been put on the spot. I've been having a, a critical question or whatever it might be. <clears throat> Spencer, yeah, no, I've just, I've just, I've just actually, I, I would like to withdraw my, um, my, oh, okay. my statement of acknowledgement. So yes, I'm doing the acknowledge. It's part of the acknowledge. Yeah. But that bit about practicing and about putting the reps in, I'm going to take that out of the air and put it in the sea. Put it in the sea. Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. Come to that in a bit. Yeah. But yeah, the acknowledgement is recognizing the situation you are in now. Yes. In the ABC technique. Yeah. So acknowledgement or acceptance. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we need to acknowledge what's going on yeah. there and then in the moment. Um, I'm feeling, acknowledge how we're feeling as well. Know that that is, that's psychology, that's evolution. It's normal, completely normal for me to feel overwhelmed or feel nervous in that um, situation. Really important that we tackle that feeling. How do we do that? With breathing. Breathing. Did you do that for effect? I did that for effect. <laughs> I saw what you did. Yeah. See what I saw so what you did. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Breathe. Increase the amount of oxygen. Yeah. Removing cortisol pretty much for as long as you can really get away with. Minimum 90 seconds. Mm -hmm. But having that situation around you where you can actually take that second or take that 1 minute 30, 90 seconds if possible to go, right, I'm in this situation now. This is, this is what's going on. What can I now control? Yeah. So when we start to, when we start thinking about this, and, and I've, I must admit I've been challenged on this in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, initially, when we start talking about breathing, people think they can skip past the breathing bit. I've acknowledged it in all this, that, and the other. Sounds and very sort of going, Yeah. <laughs> but as I try and sort of say to them, I said, look, have you ever drunk alcohol? And we go, yeah, maybe, once, twice. Sometimes. So, right, okay, so when we, when, we, when we introduce alcohol into our bloodstream, it goes around our body, it goes through our brains, and you know what? We, make, we do daft things. Mm -hmm. We make silly choices, James. Correct. Fine. Yeah, correct. Okay, that's the alcohol going throughout. That's why we don't operate heavy machinery when we've had a beer. Mm. Yeah? Right. Even though we're just itching to, aren't we? Yeah, come oh, yeah. on, get me in a digger. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, when we have, our, when we have oxygen in our, in our bloodstream, when we oxygenate our bloodstream, that goes around our brains as well, just like the alcohol would. Um, and that gives us the capacity to make better decisions. Also, it allows us to do this chimp thing, you know, because we said with the chimp coming in within 10 seconds, we're like, we want that logic and rationale to start coming in. And that's coming in a minute, a minute and a half later, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's actually even so, longer than that. If that cortisol is still in the brain yeah. and we can't shift that rush of cortisol and that feeling. But, but, but again, we need that cortisol in our brain because it makes us focus on what's important. Yes. Yeah. So it's a healthy amount of cortisol. It's a healthy amount of stress. Yeah. Because it makes us focus on exactly what we've got to do. Mm -hmm. What we want to do is not let that get out of control where we're getting paralysis, when we start we're sort of rabbiting headlights. Mm -hmm. And this is what that breathing helps us do. So it's like that that calming situation, the 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 refocusing. It has, sometimes it helps with the acceptance, even so, because sometimes that acceptance might might be a little bit challenging. Um, but yeah, okay, A B C. Yeah. What's the C? The C is control. All right. So we've acknowledged it. Mm -hmm. Taking a moment to to breathe to try and kind of. I suppose reduce that level and rush of cortisol that's splitting the brain um, at that time. Mm -hmm. um, see what is it that I can control right here in the moment. Okay. Now I come back in with done my reps. Yeah. Yeah. I've done my practice. Yeah. I've done my five P's. Yeah. So um, prior preparation, preventable performance. Mm -hmm. We're all there. 
Um, so what can I control? I can control me. I can control my contribution to the conversation, my contribution to the meeting. Um, Communications beforehand. Yeah, so, uh, th some of these things might draw into, well, what don't, I commun what don't I control? Well, I don't control their reactions. Well, I don't control their tech, but I control my tech. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Um, what else do I do? Well, actually, I've uh, in the preparation bit, I've listened to my boss. Um, my boss has given me some great feedback. Um, what I can control is how I handle that feedback. Mm. How am I going to apply that feedback? Yeah. So what about you, James? What do you think your, your control element is? So I, th I feel as if it's, it's the power of three. And again, that's why it is three reps. But understanding that what am I telling you? So what, what am I coming, what's the main point that I'm going to get across to you in this call, this online meeting, whatever it is. But what I'm going to tell you why is important so that people understand why you are to speaking to them in this way, in this forum, and the information you're giving you. What is the benefit to them? Then telling them three points. So there's three principles if we start to think about it. So can I engage with some of those, the information? Can I inspire you to make a decision or inspire you to then get on board with my project or employ another person or whatever it is? Or is it then to educate? So am I educating you on something that you don't know? We already said that you'd been asked the question, you're the subject specialist, you've got the information, you've got the content, but is there a little blend of all three of those that you might want to try and get to? Mm. Okay. That, yeah, okay, I'm here to tell you what I think or give you my opinion, give my knowledge, but does that inspire me? Because you're talking like this and it's really, yeah. really boring. But then the third part, and this is that power of three again, is then summarize that at the end. So understanding that it's not just, here's the information, bye. It's, just let me remind you, remind you again, this is what I've told you, and this is the reason why. Mm -hmm. So that then it, it just gives you that little bit more of a structure for you to then go in and go, right, I've got the reps in it, and you've done it a number of occasions. You've given people the information. You've got, you know what? I actually quite like what I'm saying to you. And I think when you're exploring and building out that structure and you focus on, on kind of what are the the specific key points that I need to cover off when in this presentation. Um, think about your audience as well. So um, do you do you know their unconscious motivators? Do you know even their social style as well? If this particular um, director, they are very analytical, am I making sure that I'm giving them enough information? Is that the reason why they're asking me um, a question? Is it that this particular um, exec, they are very much a driver, really goal, task-focused, they don't care too much around what the problem was and how you dealt with that problem. They want to know, this is the problem and this is what we did. Sometimes you can even flip that as well. So um, we've recently made this change. The reason for that is because we were dealing with this. The benefit was X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Start with the problem first. Start with the end mob first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks. Um, so yeah, definitely know your audience. I think is that. Yeah, I, uh, I did a I did an online session a couple of days ago, and one of the guys in the room had the same print profile as I did. Yeah, yeah. And I know um, I'm not necessarily a jazz hands bouncy person with a big reactive face. Right. If you know what I mean, I'm not. I am. He sure says, I'm, looking I'm at James, I'm a bit dry. I'm a bit. I'm a bit sort of, and that's it. And this guy was exactly the same. And and I just found him a little bit hard work. Mm -hmm. I just thought, welcome to my world, Spencer Lockett. I thought, <laughs> oh, am I like that? Am I like that? We love really? you as you are. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm just thinking to, thinking to myself, when we start talking about low reactors, when we start talking about some people who don't necessarily, they don't necessarily have a poker face, but they've got that, that facial leakage in the sense that yeah. you're not getting any reactions. Yeah. You're not getting any, you're thinking, right, is my it's salient point number two, bang. And they're like, they're like, uh, yeah. you know, it's when, awkward, when especially you've got a, over video as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you've got that joke that never fails to entertain, that one that you've got in your back pocket that's going to break the ice, yeah. you pull it out there, bang, double weed. Mm. What do I do now? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, we've got to we've got to understand that that's something we can't control. If these people are dry, if they're low reactors, if there's things like that, it's not necessarily a reflection on you. It's just because at the end, wow, that's in that's incredible. Mm. Well, you could have told me that halfway through because that made me a lot more relaxed. Yeah, 
And um, and there was quite a lot of um, comment in this particular scenario around um, energy and tone. Right, so okay. I think it's really important to think about the what is the energy that you're seeing from them? Mm. Is it, as Spencer describes, that actually they're, they're quite um, more, the more reserved? Is it that they're a bit like Tigger? like James over yeah, here. Um, and actually, so therefore, is it that I need to dial up my energy um, a, lit a little bit? Maybe I need to just bring it down. Yeah, yeah. Too. yeah. I just want to mention about getting onto somebody's island. So understanding some of the frustrations that they might have. You might be speaking to somebody if they've come off to back-to-back -back calls and yeah. it's out, totally out of your control. You've come up back-to-back calls with 15 other meetings that they've had in the rest of the day. And then all of a sudden, you start giving all the, yeah, jazz hands. And someone goes, not now. <laughs> yeah, not now. Because mm. you, and, you, and you haven't understood that that's what's happening. But if you'd yeah. have communicated with the person beforehand and gone, right, how was your day going? Right, what have, we got, what have we got booked in? How much time do I have? And all these agreements are going, right, well, where are you in the world? Have you just got off a flight? Have you just pulled up to your office and now you're being rushed into a meeting and you don't, didn't even know it was happening? All of those things that sometimes we can't control. But if there is some, some way of getting onto somebody's island, understanding where they are on, in the world, understanding that that's the point. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got really bad signal. Right, okay, well, let me, let me try and can we, do we need to reorganize or can we go ahead and I can catch you up? We can record the session mm -hmm. and I can send it to you. No problem. Don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden you're going, starting to control it. But rather than trying to keep connecting with somebody, they're getting annoyed, you're getting annoyed, and then all of a sudden, we're yeah. and now the message isn't the message. No. It's just a mess. Mm -hmm. So, again, if you're thinking about getting on, getting onto somebody's island beforehand, understand their frustrations, understand where they are, mm -hmm. and understand what they want, the intent. Yeah. What do they want from you? Yeah. If you can agree that beforehand, that's what you can control. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, get on somebody's island and reps, reps, reps for me, Benice. Mm -hmm. Spencer? Yeah, um, understanding the sort of the challenge state, the the chimp, what's going on in our brains, the, the brain chemicals. Um, am I feeling happy because I already know this and I'm practicing it, or am I going to challenge myself to to do things that I'm not 100% happy about? But also the perceptions of other people. Do they really want me to fail, or do they want me to succeed, or is my success or failure neither here nor there? We just want a bit a bit bit of information. You give us what we want, we'll be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as we said, ABC, really good technique that you can do um, beforehand. So pre-call check, 15 minutes before. Um, I've got my reps in. I've really focused on my, my structure. Bit of ABC, focus on acknowledging um, the situation. Acknowledge that you are going to be asked a question and you might not know the answer. And that's okay. If you really don't know the answer, there's nothing wrong in turning around saying, Really great question yeah. that I haven't thought yeah. about it from that perspective. Let me take that away from, um, and I'll drop you an email tomorrow, whenever it might be, because otherwise it might be that we turn around and we go, oh, 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 oh I'm not too sure. And that's then when the body language changes and the energy changes and yeah. the tone of voice. I'm just thinking about, wait, sorry, when you said about, are you, are you acknowledge you're going to be asked questions and all that. I just remember that episode of Father Ted when they were talking about that. And he said, if you get asked a question, Take a drink of water and then turn around and say, that would be an ecumenical matter. <laughs> <laughs> to whatever question it is. <laughs> and I think when you are asked a question, when you are on the spot and you get that rush of cortisol flood in the brain, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling, feeling nervous as it states um, in that um, particular scenario. Um, take a moment if you need to. Um, that's nothing wrong in taking a moment to just pause for a really short second. Mm. You you don't have 90 seconds to focus on your breathing. Mm. You're, you're sat there on a, on Teams, on Zoom. The execs are all staring at you. You can't take 90, um, uh, 90 seconds in the moment, but take a moment to pause. Yeah. And even if it's just that giving yourself the chance to focus on how am I going to show myself right now i'm feeling overwhelmed i'm feeling nervous and um, actually what can i do with my tone of voice to show that i am confident body language as well if i'm sat down and i'm feeling really overwhelmed what what's going on with my posture in that moment in time um sometimes you can carry yourself up yeah so therefore the execs are going to look at you and think 
is this person confident just based on what they can see? Mm. And if you're going for that pause thing, if you just don't want to pause, that's when you take a drink of water. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I think with your tone of voice, that is something that you can control um, if you're in the right mindset. Um, you definitely, it is something that you do need to be conscious of. So for for example, if um, if I was on this podcast and um, I was going to be quite overwhelmed and maybe feeling a little bit nervous, then I'm going to be quite jumpy and that doesn't have a good impact, does it? No, no. no. So just on, the, just yeah. on that subject, uh, we at T2 do talk, uh, talking with uh, clarity and confidence. confidence. Yeah. Uh, we do a we do a course on that, don't we? Uh, do a little bit of an experience. And so, um, uh, um, obviously, other courses are available. <laughs> but um, maybe maybe if that's something that you could benefit from, book yourself on something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for those of our um, subscribers and listeners or watchers um, who are partnered with T Two as well, so there's loads of additional resources on um, the hub. There's even kind of. Um, surveys and questionnaires that you can do because is it that actually there's a bit of imposter syndrome going on here or is it that I just need to have better tube management mm-hmm. um, and change some of those limiting beliefs that I've got um, embedded there or is it that I need to really focus on how I portray myself to others? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you you um, without having this person in the room, we can't fully find out what, what the reason reasoning behind it yeah. all is. But again, with everything else, what we do is we supply tools to put in your toolbox. Yes. You select what tools are, and that will be based on what your perception of your situation is. Mm. So we can chuck all these ideas out like reps, 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 and ABC and, and, and chimp and stuff like that. But you can look at that array of tools and go, actually, that's spot on, James. It's yeah. Reps, I need to do that. That's the one that's going to work for me in this particular case. Yeah. So it's not good, probably not going to be all of that, but all of this, what we've talked about, is useful. Yes. Yeah. Depending on your situation. There you go. Yeah. And coming back to the reps as well. So um, we know from that um, statement that this person, they're getting more responsibility, more exposure, and they're going in, going to be doing more of this. So therefore, they are going to get their reps. So although you're feeling a bit overwhelmed and nervous right now, as James says, rep, rep, reps, reps, reps. Wow, is that so hard for me to say? Mm-hmm. Um, more experience that you get in doing all of this, you are going to feel more um, confident. But also as well, when that lack of confidence comes into your brain, that is just a thought. That is not the truth of the matter. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So any final thoughts? Um, Be your authentic self. Prepare well. And you know what? At the end of the day, nobody died, right? It's just work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's old Mr. Chow now. <laughs> Mr. Chow and Yoda. Yeah. So be your authentic self. Yeah. Yep. Do, do, there's, a, there's a certain element of don't take yourself too seriously, mm. but it's, it, at the end of the day, you are, you are going through a journey. It's about development. No one's finished. No one's not going to make a mistake ever again in their life. Everyone feels nervous. Everybody feels nervous. There might, there might even be people on the other side of that call going, I know nothing about this. I'm going to be totally blind. But so I'm going to ask a question yeah, because but, I feel as though I should. Yeah, and don't assume anything. Yes. There's no point to assume anything. So go, do your due diligence, get your practice in, good, and do your best. What, are they, what else can you ask from yourself? And if you can sleep well at night and go, you know what, I did my best there. There's not, there's not a stone I couldn't un, um, overturn or there wasn't something that I have not prepared for. If you can do that and you can sit there and go, you know what, pretty happy with that. Or you've got the self-awareness to be able to turn around and say, you know what, I did well here, but I could have done that better. Yes, 100%. Without beating yourself up about it. Yeah. Say, right. This is a learning opportunity. Yes. I could have done that differently. How differently? Well, if I know what the answer is, I need to apply it. If yeah. I don't know what the answer is, go and ask somebody. Yep. Yeah. How do you think that went? Get a little bit of feedback. Yeah. Um, but along with what James was saying there, um, nobody is the finished portrait. Nobody is the finished portrait. The portrait is finished on the day you pass. Mm. Every day you take, you go up to that portrait and put a damn more book colour on it. Yeah. yeah. That's what we, we're a work in progress. Yeah. Nice. And yourself? Um, I think final thoughts from me would be um, ABC. So beforehand, but also in the, in the moment. Um, yeah, we can't take um, 
the full 90 seconds um, to breathe, but acknowledge the situation, acknowledge that they've asked that question, acknowledge how you're feeling, um, take a moment to breathe, or as Spence says, um, take a sip of your um, water. Uh, there's nothing wrong in taking a moment to pause to, to think. Um, see what is it that I can control in in the moment. I can control my body language. I can control my environment. Um, I can control um, how I engage with the screen. Mm -hmm. um, something as simple as even just looking directly at the camera yeah. um, can definitely show a stronger level of um, confidence in the moment. And mm -hmm. yeah, see what is it that I can control right here in the moment. If I can't control or I don't know the answer to this question, that's absolutely fine. I can control how I show up. Mm. Just, just, just finally, right, 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 there to the end. Final, 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 thought. final thought. P.S. Something that you said there about the power of looking directly at the camera. Mm. So what I tend to find is that when I'm, when you're doing virtual stuff and you're looking at the little tiles with people's faces on, you're not looking at the camera. Yeah. But what you're doing is you're reading people's faces. Yes. If their reactions are freaking you out. Or that's the thing that's making you nervous. Look at the camera. Definitely. That's what it's all about. That you know what you're you're confident in, you know what the, your information is, you've done the reps, you've done your ABC, looking at the camera, no matter what their faces yeah. are like. Yeah. Exactly. So you can almost kind of eliminate that distraction of that pressure and that feeling. Um and yet remember, you're the expert. <laughs> you're there for a reason. Definitely. Um, so I've really enjoyed this podcast. Good, so um, much, Hopefully um, our listeners, watchers, subscribers have enjoyed it as well. And I think one thing to just cover off before we finish is um, to everyone watching or listening out there, if you yourself have any questions, challenges, issues that you're experiencing right now, whether it be um, within the organization, the team, or for yourself as an individual, please feel free to reach out um, and we would love to be able to um, take the opportunity to have a bit of discussion and to share some top tips and um, advice. So um, guys, how can people contact us? So we can con contact us through the socials, so LinkedIn, uh, TikTok. Yeah. We've got Instagram, Twitter or X. X yeah. We've got a help at trans2performance.com mm -hmm. is our sort of direct line. Yeah. Um, we've got phones. Uh, we respond. <laughs> we respond favourably to smoke signals and uh, <laughs> and semaphore. To conclude, if you have any problems, <laughs> if you've got any challenges, please feel free to um, reach out, and we would be more than happy to help support. So um, that's it for um, today's um, podcast. Um, so we'll be back soon for another T Two podcast. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Hi, listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the T2 Hubcast. If you did, please consider leaving a five-star review on your favourite podcasting platform. It only takes a minute and your feedback is greatly appreciated. Reviews help other people find the show and learn about the amazing topics we cover. Additionally, please turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. And finally, please subscribe or follow the T2 Hubcast if you haven't already. Doing this means that you'll automatically receive new episodes as soon as they're released. Thanks so much for your support.